Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 234, recorded live on December 10th, 2011. And here are your hosts, the man who is actually wearing a slanket, Dave Play. Hello. The man who would not be caught dead in a slanket, Andy Lohai. Yeah, you know what? What? It's friggin' comfortable, and it's nice and warm. That is what lounge pants are for, or pajama pants. Yeah, no, this is really, really nice and warm. We're in a slanket. Yep. So, is it an actual slanket, or is it a snuggie? No, this is a branded slanket, registered trademark. I'm using it in conjunction with my wonderful, fantastic Lasco space heater. Now, my question is, have you ever seen that weird, like, uh, sleeping bag suit? No. I think it's called, like, the Selk Bag, S-E-L-K-B-A-G. Hmm, I have never heard of it. It's a sleeping bag that looks like a giant jumper, like a footy pajamas for kids, but it's an actual sleeping bag. a sleeping bag? Yes, for adults. Okay. I mean, I've seen like the mummy sarcophagus style sleeping bags, but I don't no. think that's what you're talking about. No, no, this one is wearable for you to, you know, be able to walk around in. Interesting. Wouldn't that get like super hot? I, I don't know. <laughs> Wouldn't wearing a slanket get super hot? Mm-mm. No, I have to keep adding more heat to this damn thing. I mean, it's warmer than if I had nothing, but... Well, yes, anything is warmer if, than if you... Well, not ice. No, no. Ice actually... <laughs> would act as an insulator. Well, I don't know. Snow would. I don't know if ice would. Ice might not, because it actually would transfer the temperature pretty well. Yeah. Snow acts as a nice insulator. I learned, so this is from being in Wisconsin, which I guess is more Midwest than Michigan. I learned something here that I had never thought about before. What? During a snowstorm, or right after a snowstorm, when you are shoveling your driveway, pack the snow against the side of the house. What? You take the snow, and you pack it against the side of the house. I learned this actually not from someone in Wisconsin, but from someone in Alaska. Okay, I'll bite. Why would you Because pack? it adds extra insulation. But if you pack it against the side of the house, wouldn't it melt and, you know, kind of get behind your siding and then well, leak you just, into your house? You, does it leak when it rains, Andy? No. You don't have to, like, slam it against the house. Just put it near it so that it's basically touching. When I say pack, I don't mean actually pack it. I mean just place it next to so that it piles up next to your house. I don't know about that. I've seen way too many <laughs> shows on... HGTV, where they talk about issues people have had with drainage. Yeah, but that's generally either from A, inside the house, or B, houses not constructed in the Midwest. I don't know. The show is from Canada. Mm, Well, then I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, this was her advice. I think it's brilliant. Uh, Well, when you get a house, you can do this. And when I die of black mold, you can laugh. I was going to just go with the um, less deadly uh, water in your basement, but black mold can work too. Mm -hmm. Um, Nom, nom, (laughs) nom. So I'm drinking Coke out of the white cans. The white cans? Yeah. Like the diet cans? No, no. So, you know, have you seen those ads on TV where they talk about, like, Coca-Cola is helping the polar bears in the World Wildlife Foundation or something like that? Nope. Do you... What do you pay attention to when you're not at work? My feed, my girlfriend, Steam. Wow. So... Not television. (laughs) This gets back to that whole, like, the feed just creates a Personal universe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mostly, though, not television. Uh, Well, 
let me explain this to you. This was also on Yahoo, so it has been on the internet. <laughs> okay. I actually first heard about this on Yahoo. Sometimes I think the, the news actually just looks at most of the major websites for news stories and then talks about them a day or two later. Yeah. You mean like CNN? Yeah. Yeah, they, they just kind of borrow from online sources now. Um, but Coke wanted to do a campaign to help out the polar bears. And so they're doing a special edition of Coca-Cola in white cans. Okay. Yeah. So when you think of Coca-Cola in a white can, what do you think of? Everybody thinks of Diet Coke. Right. So people were getting confused. People were saying that the Coca-Cola was not tasting right. <laughs> they said it was tasting different. Like, I thought I bought Diet. Well, there, there was actually a couple of stories out there of people who would actually come back with a regular can thinking it was Diet, and then the store owner would have to exchange it at no cost for a can of Diet, even though the can of Coke is already open. Yeah. But um, there's some massive confusion about this. And so Coca-Cola said, all right, that's it. We're taking the white cans off the shelf. So I'm drinking Coke out of the, what is now, limited edition white cans. <laughs> I had no idea. Um, when I, the last time I bought Coke, it was a case of Mexican sugar-free Coca-Cola in glass bottles. Wait, how can you get Mexican sugar-free? Not sugar-free, sugar-based. Yeah, okay. That's, that's what I meant. <laughs> like Mexican Coke is Mexican Coke because of the sugar. Sugar, yeah. Sugar-free Mexican Coke is... <laughs> Pointless and expensive. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. I found out that Myers actually sells Mexican Coke in the uh, world aisle, world foods aisle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think they've been doing that for a while. Yeah, I never knew that until recently. But it's uh, a touch more expensive. Yeah, because you can only buy it in the 12-ounce bottles. Go to Costco. There is no ta- Costco around here. There's none? No. Oh, wow. That sucks. All right, we'll just see where the nearest Costco is. Ann Arbor. Go, go, go. That one's still being built. I know. I was so upset when I found out that they were building that after I learned I was moving away. So you'll find this kind of funny. Um, No, I don't want the Costco in St. Louis. This is ridiculous. (laughs) That's not close. No. Um, Oh, there's two up in Grand Rapids. Which is an hour away? Yeah. Unless you're about to drive up there and drop like $300 on stuff. That really just isn't worth it. Um, What's really funny, though, is one of my mom's friends always hosts parties, and the food she has Mm -hmm. is really delicious. And so all the time, we keep on asking her, like, oh, what's what's in this chicken? Like, where'd you get it? What'd you make it? Can we get the recipe? She's like, oh, yeah, we got it at Costco. And so now her friend's like, dang it, they're building a Costco nearby. So now everybody's going to figure out my secret. (laughs) I mean, it's not like the Costco that is there is too far away from your mom already. There's one in Livonia. I know, but... It's it's like a 25-minute drive. Especially, is it going to be right next to, like... Isn't it over by Ikea or no? The Costco? No, no, Ikea's in Canton. Yeah. Sorry. God, I'm losing my touch on Southeast Michigan. Well, it's only taken you, what, two and a half years? (laughs) Uh, yeah. But still, wow. would you really want to drive all the way to Livonia? It's like a 25-minute drive. It's not well, bad. For you, because you're right next to 2390. When I lived downtown, I was next to 14. I could get to Livonia in like 20 minutes. Okay. I was going to say, your parents' house is next to 23 in 96. That's a lot easier. Okay, it takes so a, it's a 30-minute drive. But still, you you have to pass by Just, a Myers on your way to the highway. No, you don't. For my parents, it would be. No, they don't. Drive down textile, down to 23. <sighs> But then you don't get the angle of Ann Arbor Celine. No, you catch 23. I know. But as opposed to 94, which you then have to take back to 23. Yeah. Mm, I suppose. I still think that'd be a little bit far to drive for food. Now, how does Costco compare to Sam's Club? So about the same. I okay. mean, they both sell it at wholesale. Um, but one is supporting Walmart. 
and one is supporting uh, kind of a more locally owned Costco. I mean, it, you could think of Costco more like a co-op where they just get themselves a wholesale license and then charge you a membership. Okay. So one thing, because Sam's Club is so cheap, but then you're like, oh, Walmart, Walmart, dang it. Why does it have to be Walmart? I remember Pace. Do you remember Pace? Pace Picante Sauce? No. Pace, New York what, City. What Sam's Club used to be. Oh, no, I never remember Sam's Club before Sam's Club. Yeah, there used to be a, a store just like it there called Pace. It's where I used to play the Super Nintendo. They had one on display. So whenever my parents would go there, I'd just run off to that corner of the store and stay there. What about BJ's? BJ's? <laughs> oh, okay, Pace was owned by Kmart. Okay. Myers has a big box warehouse club? Oh, no, never mind, it's defunct. Meyer had a big box warehouse club. Anyways, why are we talking about this? I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised, by the way, that you went with the slanket for the intro. Why? And not the reason why we're recording like three hours earlier than we normally do. Well, I'm fine recording this early. This is no problem Yeah, I'm me. not. <laughs> I had to drag myself out of bed. Like, oh, blah, blah. I'm drinking a can of live wire so I can stay awake. Livewire is orange, right? Yes. It's the only, well, it's not the only, but it's the best Mountain Dew out there. Oh, no. Mountain Dew Voltage. It's a berry flavor, and it's got ginseng in it. It's the red one? No, it's the blue one. The blue one. Red one's code red. Right. The blue The blue one and the white one are the reasons why I said is one of. I was sorry, is, yeah, that Livewire is one of the best. I did say one of the best, didn't I? I can't remember. No, I, I said the best. I'm sorry. Yes. It, it is the best, but I was about to say it's the only one that I'll drink. And that's no longer true. They have added other flavors that I will drink. Wait, you actually like the white one? It's okay. I'll drink oh. it. It's better than the green one. Like the original? Yeah. Really? I hate Mountain Dew. I. You hate Mountain Dew, but you hate. like all of the variations of Mountain Dew. Yes. Hate the original Mountain Dew. Although I'm, I'm kind of scared to try it again. So many of my tastes have been changing in the last two years. I'm eating mushrooms now. I'm eating pineapple now. Both of those are good. No, no argument there. Oh, like this is stuff I used to find revolting. Ah. All right, Dave. Are you able to eat anything at Taco Bell? A regular taco. Okay. Sort of. What do you mean, sort of? Well, the meat does contain filler. Oh, damn. So I, I shouldn't, but I do anyways. <laughs> So I was going to say is, did you ever try the Baja Blast Mountain Dew at Taco Bell? Yes, and that's pretty tasty as well. Okay, just wanted to admit, that's what I was going for with that. I don't want you to, you know, try Taco Bell just because of the tacos. It was for the Baja Blast, but you've already tried it, so you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, but like, I, I have Taco Bell anyways. It's actually one of my favorite fast foods. I haven't had it in a while. And yes, I know it's terrible for you, and it's not like it. Someone told me that they use grade D meat. It's, that cannot be true. Yeah. Because dog food is like grade C meat. That cannot. Yep, fast food restaurants and school cafeterias use grade D meat, but edible meat. Yeah. It's false. Good. Snopes? Yep. Okay. So it's false. So yeah, that's what I figured, but whatever. So what else we got to talk about, Andy? Um, We got lots of topics. We should probably get to those. <laughs> I suppose. As much as I enjoy just kind of catching up. By the way, you, you do realize what next week is, right? Well, I, got, uh -huh. I guess not next week, but like what this month is and what that implies. This month is December. It's the end of the year. It implies that Christmas is coming up. So is New Year's. Yep. Oh, wow. We're Yeah, we are going to have to move our recording date, aren't we? Uh, <laughs> Given that both Christmas Eve and New Year's are on a Saturday. Yeah, we'll have to figure something out. Okay. I was actually getting to the fact that we have to do our end of the year special. Crap. Yeah, we got to start figuring out how we're going to do it this year. Yeah. <laughs> so 
one of those things you don't think about until the day of. And then we're like, well, what are we going to do this year? Oh, crap. <laughs> Go through, find out how many of the links are broken. Oh, God. After one year. It's ridiculous. Oh, you don't know. Have fun. I'll leave that in your capable hands. <sighs> I suppose. Topics, 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 topics. Uh, let's just start at the top of the list. You remember Osmos? Yeah, I love Osmos. I still play Osmos. Well, um, by Hemisphere. Yeah. We interviewed them, didn't we, for yes. the PAX 10? Yes, we did. Because we talked about the conservation of matter and everything. I asked them if their physics are real. Yeah. Well, it, it turns out it, it kind of is. Yeah. Um, Which is what they said. Yeah. Well, they actually want... To, let me just quote their, their little blog post here. But if there's one thing outstanding us most wish that we'd love to see fulfilled, it's to see the game used for physics education. Because there's orbital mechanics, Newton's laws, emotions, that sort of stuff. And they actually linked to a blog post by a teacher who teaches AP physics and astronomy for the Michigan Virtual School, mm-hmm. which is for those people who live out in the middle of nowhere in the UP or Upper Lower Peninsula who can't really get to a school quite easily. He's actually using Osmos to teach physics. Hmm. As like a, dem- a demonstrative tool? Yeah. Okay. And? Well, Hemisphere's taking that and kind of running with it, so um, they are announcing the Physics of Osmos contest. Oh, dear. So. <laughs> Create a one-minute video yep. illustrating the physics concept that you discover in the game. The top entry will win a $500 gift card to Amazon.com. Yep. Deadline is December 22nd. So, we still got a couple of weeks. Wow! That's really cool. I know. We should a, get these guys back on. A, it's cool that the guy's actually using it for physics. B, it's cool that the guys at Hemisphere are like, well, that's cool. <laughs> and C, they decide, okay, let's they, just... <laughs> they are clearly doing well. <laughs> like... Mm. Hey guys, we're just going to do a, a $500 contest just kind of for the hell of it. Yeah, that's crazy. But there's been a lot of fun stuff that I've done. Like bouncing the moats off the wall to kind of propel yourself the other direction. Yep, or bouncing the moat off the wall to get the double boost. Have you done that yet? No, it's a double boost. So if you are, let's say you're at a standstill yeah. next to a wall, but not touching the wall. You shoot towards the wall. Now, by the first conservation of momentum, since you shoot one way, you go the other way. Yes. But the wall is perfect. Perfectly elastic. So when your little teeny piece of you hits the wall, it reverses direction. With no loss of momentum. And then it hits you. Dude! <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yep. That's just so neat. <laughs> This game was so cool. Although I, I still maintain that to properly play it, you need an amazing pair of headphones. Because of the music. The music makes the game. The physics is awesome. The music makes the game. The physics make it a simulator. The music makes it a game. Yeah. Oh, man. If you could do a custom editing thing for that, you could explain why it's going to take so long to get to Mars using orbital mechanics. Andy, I think you just uh, came up with an idea for a video. <laughs> Oh, how to explain why it takes so long to get to Mars. Go for it. You've got a copy of the game. Uh, no. No? Just, no, I said I know. Okay. Like, they gave us a copy. No, no, they gave you a copy. They gave me a copy? I thought they gave both of us a copy. No, 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 no. They gave you the copy. Oh. I bought the game. Okay. They gave me a copy. <laughs> they gave you a copy. I got the game. Well, Telltale gave you a copy of Jurassic Park, which was a $30 game, so I don't think... Uh... You have any room to complain? No, no, I don't. I'm just trying to clarify the situation. Okay. It's not a point of contention. It was just a point of clarification. Yep. So remember back when the PS3 did their terms of service update? Yeah, and they included the whole thing about you can't sue Sony for anything going on with the PS3. Well, no, you can. You can't do a class action lawsuit. Right. Well, okay. Joint suit. Yes. So there was an Xbox Live update this week. Yeah. Which, oh, we which we'll talk about later as well. Yeah. But, but yeah. Uh. <laughs> 
Guess who is also okay. not allowing class action lawsuits against them? Nintendo. Is Nintendo? Uh, Nintendo is talking about it. And <laughs> well, guess who actually has it in their terms of service that you have to agree to with the current update? That would be Microsoft. Yes. Oh, jeez. This needs to stop now. This is so anti-consumer. It's ridiculous. I mean, the whole point of a class action lawsuit is individuals can't fight corporations. Which, class action lawsuit is the easiest way to go after corporations. <laughs> Trying to fight it willy-nilly, one person at a time, it's the... Yeah, oh, it's even worse than that, though, in the Xbox Terms of Service. Not only can you not partake in a class action lawsuit, none of it can be at a court. It has to be through independent arbitration. Which typically will go towards the company. Yeah, so not cool, so not happy at Microsoft. Oh, good news, EA's also been doing this. With their games? Yeah. Who sues EA? The, uh... Like the people who get screwed by DRM? That's Ubisoft more than EA. <laughs> oh, what's even... Okay, so you know how the PS3 one, you could opt out of it by sending a letter? Yeah, the Microsoft one, you can't. No. You can opt out of future changes. <laughs> right now, if you send a letter within 30 days, you can opt out of future changes. But not the current change? Not the current change. Oh, goody. Yeah. Really sucks. Really is not cool. And is actually getting made illegal in certain states. If there were ever a law that I could rally behind, I think this is going to be it. Okay, there are many others, but this one is <laughs> is the new one that I really I think needs to get passed. Oh, Isn't there a, the the uh, uh, government agency CPEA, Consumer Protection Agency? Does that exist, or am I just making that up? Uh, the only CPA I know of is the Certified Public Accountant. Are you Googling it? I am Googling the Consumer Protection Agency. There's the FTC's Bureau of Consumer Protection. Okay, so that's who you should talk to? Probably. Time to start writing letters and say, hey, these companies are being stupid. What's kind of annoying is this is still all based off that Supreme Court ruling against AT&T. Yep. Ugh. So, the Microsoft update. Yes. <laughs> Speaking rolled of... Rolled out earlier this week? Um, it rolled out later than it was supposed to. <laughs> Not only did it roll out later than it was supposed to, when it rolled out, the servers crashed. <laughs> you see, I'm still locked out of Xbox Live, so I can't really tell you that. I was sitting there going like, oh, cool, you know, I got home, I'm, I was just at work. I'd really kind of like to watch Netflix. Oh, that's right. Right, the update was today. Awesome. Click. Waiting. Waiting. Wait. Cannot connect to Xbox Live. What? <laughs> Laura, are you done? No. Test connection. Connects to the internet. Waiting for Xbox Live. Waiting for Xbox Live. Cannot connect to Xbox Live. Son of a bitch. You see, I'm not going to have that trouble by because by the time I am able to get back on Xbox Live and update, nobody else is going to be needing to update. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it'll be easy peasy, rice and cheesy for me. Wait, yeah, I'm not supposed to say that anymore. Rice and cheesy? It's a line from the bad guy from Meet the Robinsons, which you still have not watched. No, I have not. But it's probably on Netflix. Possibly. Did you take my advice, by the way, and make a Netflix trial account? No. Are you going to take my advice and make a Netflix trial account? Probably not. Oh, yep. Meet the Robinsons is on Netflix. Okay. Let's see if it's an instant stream or not. So is Tron. I've seen the original Tron. You haven't seen the new one? No. Oh, it's, it, it, it's actually not bad. All right. I'll watch the new Tron if you watch Meet the Robinsons. Okay. It's on Netflix. I'm telling By you right now. watch, what do you mean? Like, make yourself like a bowl. Like I watch of, any other movie? Make yourself a bowl of popcorn, sit on the couch, and actually watch it. Okay. None of this distraction with the computer. Ah, damn. Because, like, you know, I'm on the internet. I could queue it up right now and just put it in the other window. 
Why must you find loopholes in everything? Well, it, it wouldn't actually be a loophole. It would be more that I'm distracted during the recording. <laughs> that's not... That doesn't work. That's, that's two wrongs do not make a right. Okay. So what were you going to talk about with the update other than the servers crashing? Uh, the servers crashing. Okay. Um, the indie developers are pissed off at Microsoft. Okay. What did micro- they hide the indie dev area again? Yeah. Buried it even further away from the public eye? Yeah. Eight. It takes eight button presses to get to the arcade or games on demand menus. Mm-hmm. It takes 17 to get to the indie games. Holy shit. They are buried. Now, now, there's, there's also more stuff. Um, indie games do not show up in the new releases or most popular lists on the game's market pages. Okay. All other types of content do. Indie games do not show up in the genre or title A to Z list of the game's marketplace. It's no longer possible to browse indie games by genre at all. And there are now two indie game sections. Separate ones? Yes. Why? The, one of them contains Kotaku's favorites list, the contest finalist list, a new release style list with 100 entries and a link to the entire indie catalog sorted by top download. The other section, accessible through games marketplace, games type, is just has the entire catalog in one list sorted by by release date. So not only that, they not only can you not really find it, can't really search for it, isn't really shown to you, but when you get to it, there's two lists that are basically the same thing, but there's two lists of it. Wow. You know what it really probably was then? If I have to look at this and analyze it and think about it, Microsoft doesn't like the fact that they decided to let the indie games do this, but they realized they couldn't just take it off. Yeah. So they're they're quite literally burying it. Okay, maybe not literally, but they are burying it. They're taking it out to the backyard, they're digging a hole, and they're shoving it in. Oh, don't worry, indie developers, you're still in there. You don't have to worry about it. You just have to go through this seven-step process, know the secret handshake, and be able to uh, recite all of I am a very modern major general backwards. Very model of a modern major general. Thank you. And the second can is opened. <laughs> that's, the, that's the two things that I really dislike about what one cans. Um, they're loud, and you can't close them once you open them, unless you get those funny little tops. Do you ever see those where it's like... There are cans you can close after opening them? Well, no. It's a little uh, plastic thing that snaps over the top lip of a can, and it's got a screw top on it. Huh. So technically, you can make a... Just don't throw it out with the can? Yeah, but it's still a neat idea. It's just yep. a... Turns your can into a bottle. Reclosable bottle. Resealable. Yeah. The second thing is working at an aluminum plant. Yeah. We're not allowed to bring any sort of aluminum into the plant. Oh, no. Because <laughs> they don't want you walking out with aluminum? No, no. Um, they do want it mixed in with the actual commercial-grade aluminum that we're using in the plant. Because in case it gets... Because aluminum is able to be remelted and used right. again. So they don't want the cans accidentally getting put in with the rest of the aluminum scrap. Because that will cause fire and explosion at the remelt plant. Yeah. Brilliant. So we have to make sure that no uh, aluminum products come into the plant, so they might accidentally get... Right, right. Uh, and aluminum is such a fun metal. It's so soft. What's really funny is um, the, the company is Norwegian-based, and okay. so our dictionary in Microsoft Office... and has um, aluminum and aluminium? No, it only has aluminium. Really? It does not have aluminum. Wow. So um, every time I check the spelling before I send out an email, it keeps on popping up saying, like, do you mean aluminium? Like, no, I'm <laughs> American, is- damn it. <laughs> Anybody in America would have no idea what you're talking about. Aluminium? What the hell is that? Well, I think a lot of people know what it is. Especially if you're in the industry of aluminum. You would think so. You probably would think so. I don't know. I haven't really talked to anybody else outside of the plant who's in the industry. I expect most of them know what aluminium is. So, Wired, our first Wired article, our first talk about a Wired article, we'll put it that way. Okay. 
um, has a couple of items that are actually going up for the Child's Play auction. The black tie dinner that was silent auction. Ago? Was that two nights ago? Yeah. Damn. I thought it was next week. No. <sighs> And Andy's going to go look up how much they were sold for. What items did Wired put up, Andy? Um, somebody made a real-life model of the gravity gun. From uh, Half-Life? Yes. Two? What a brilliant, brilliant model, by the way. Like, the the idea of a gravity gun. Oh, you got to be kidding me. That doesn't work. Okay, pet peeve. You know how you have that Google Plus little toolbar on top of the screen? Yeah. So you can switch between Google searching and the images and videos and maps and everything? Yeah. The Google toolbar used to be able to just type something in there and then click the news button, and it would search Google News. I type something into the Google search bar, and then I click a news, and it just opens up Google News without the search. Oh. <sighs> But that was one of the things. Another one um, was actually World Championships Gray Number 60. What? Um, the, the World Championships was basically like Nintendo's idea of trying to do Major League Gaming back in the days of the NES. Okay. And so the World Championship cartridges are like the holy grail of Nintendo collectibles because there's, I think, like six or seven of them. So maybe a little than, bit more. More difficult to find than the one World Champion or the, the one sports game. Basically, yeah. It's the cart it, that's selling on eBay every so often for like $20,000 or whatever. Basically, yeah. Okay. How did they get their hands on one? I don't know. Okay, so da, 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 World Championship um, in 2007, one sold for 21000 2008, $15,000, $17,500, $13,000, $18,000. Yeah, 2011 Child's Play Auction. Steve Lynn will be donating a gray version of the cartridge. Wow. <laughs> so... Child's Play has made a lot of money already. Yeah. Uh, this year at the dinner alone, I believe they pulled in over a million dollars. It's crazy. It's so cool. It's still crazy. Yeah. It's one of those things I want to go do at some point, which is go to the Child's Play auction dinner. Not actually buy anything. Just go and see the spectacle. Go and see, be able to look at these things in person. Probably just opening bid on everything. <laughs> well, not everything. That would be... Cause I would hate to actually, you know, buy something and then not have the money to pay for it. I'd feel like such a jerk. Yeah. All right, so moving on to the more important thing from Wired. Okay. Mio, what else do we have? Miyamoto is doing the retirement hokey pokey. So I saw news about this. Yes. And then I saw, like, this is retracted. And so I decided not to pay any attention to any of it. And what I, what I gather is he said something that someone took as, oh, my God, Shigeru Miyamoto is retiring, and he's not, and Nintendo's going insane because that would destroy their stock price for a little bit. Okay, so, yeah, Wired said that he was stepping down. He was quoted talking about uh, retiring and stuff like that and then the next day basically like not even 24 hours afterwards nintendo released a statement saying that he's not retiring no this is not happening but then yeah. he and that wasn't like denial of no 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 this was no he's really not retiring but then he's talking to the Wall Street Journal afterwards about this. Are you retiring? Are you not retiring? And he said, uh, we have to construct the structure so that the organization can make it without me. I should also admit that it might be better without me. I mean that a different approach and different talent might emerge, though. I shouldn't dwell on this because the article might indeed say Mr. Miyamoto is thinking about retiring because that is not the case. Yeah. It's not retiring. It's successor. Yeah. And that's something that any good, well, generally any good executive needs to worry about. But still, this brings up the thought process of thought 
thought process of a Nintendo without Miyamoto. Well, it's got to happen someday. <laughs> I know. I don't know like, why people are making such a big deal. I'm like, no shit. Well, most people compare Miyamoto and Nintendo to Jobs and Apple. And yet, Apple is surviving quite well. Well, it's because Apple was sure to point out the fact that these products for like the next five years still have Jobs' influence on them. So yeah. by the time, you know, 2020 rolls around, people will be like, oh, eh, whatever. Yeah, and yet, you know what? Already, Siri is violating so many of Apple's little core design principles. Tell me, Andy, what was the last time Apple released something in beta to the public? (laughs) I can't think of any time. Yeah. You know that Siri, if you go to their website, has a little beta tag on it? Oh, that's funny. People are getting pissed at Siri. (laughs) Although, given the pictures I saw of Apple's grand opening of their Grand Central Station store, people aren't getting pissed enough. (laughs) Hey, man, I still have my Briarwood shirt your Briarwood shirt? I went to... Something was going on the same night as Apple opening their store in Briarwood Mall. Uh-huh. I don't remember what it was, but something else was going on that night, so I was already up. I was already waiting for something. I think it was like a Harry Potter release or something like that. So I got the Harry Potter book, and then I think I went... You walked down to the Apple store? <laughs> and got in line. Got myself a t-shirt, high-fived everybody, and walked out the store. Like, awesome! I'm never buying a product here. <laughs> I went there for service once. They couldn't help me because the motherboard had fried a chip or something. In, in what, your iPod? Yeah, my original iPod. That's the only time I went to that Apple store. That and to show my mom how expensive Apple products are. Yeah. Hello, Apple tax. Mm-hmm. So speaking of high-end... My new computer? No. Which isn't even high-end? I was going to go with H&M. H&M. High-end clothing shop? Sure. Yeah. High-end-ish. Okay. Yes. Um, the company is using <laughs> computer-generated human figures to model their lingerie and swimsuits. Okay. I know. Everybody seems to be an up about this how is that any different than just like photo touching uh, uh, photo manipulating and retouching um because the only thing real in this photo is the model's head the entire body of the model again how is, is this generated. different than just retouching i think this is just it's another step up yeah well let me tell you this they've hit the uncanny valley because i'm looking at this image and it does not look good it looks a little weird like yeah the, the hips just don't look right yeah but yeah it's virtual <clears throat> excuse me it's a virtual person that they're now using to uh sell their clothes which i can see some people saying well this is showing an unrealistic person blah, blah, blah. yeah but so we're supermodels especially when you photoshop them to extend their legs to be like six seven feet long right so i really don't understand what the the problem is here i i just thought it was interesting because it's the next wasn't there a movie that was done about that what i swear there was a movie that was had al pacino had to do something with a virtual supermodel or something like that Uh, somebody write in and tell me what this movie is because i'm not gonna have to try and search let andy search let Andy struggle with it. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Film introduced by Andrew Nicole starring Al Pacino. See, why are you going to tell the <laughs> listeners to write in? Simone, there we go. And Boom. then just go look it up. For all you know, they could have paused the podcast, gone and done that and looked it up, and they're typing the email now, and then they press play and like, oh, he found it already. I'm sorry, but I had to find out. It's part of my OCD complex. Yeah. Okay, well, so H&M is doing something a little weird, but I I can't blame them for it. I mean, whatever. There's two things. One, it will cut down on the costs of hiring models, because all you got to do is just do a headshot then. 
two, it cuts, it cuts down on the time needed before you roll out a new product. Because if you're going to roll out a product, you have to show a model wearing it. Yeah, you, you can just generate it. Yeah. Um, I think that's what looks wrong in this picture. What? The lighting. Mm, might be. The face is being lit from the top. The body is being lit from the side. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's what's throwing it off. Okay. Yeah, I can see it now. Wow, they need better photographers. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because they probably used a professional photographer to get the headshot. Yeah. And then they probably just sent it to some high school kid and said, go Photoshop this onto a body. So Simone is coming true. I guess it's another movie I'll have to watch at some point. No, not really. No, no. no. Not a big Al Pacino fan? Not terribly. Are you a Batman fan? Yeah. Who isn't? I don't know. People who like Superman instead. People who dislike DC Comics. But it's Batman. Mm, I like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> point just- the... It's Batman. <laughs> I've been playing Arkham City because it's a fun game. Right. It's Batman. Well, um, do you Why? like any of the other 52 DC comic superheroes? Green Lantern's pretty cool. I'll grant you that. Um, Flash isn't half bad, although you run into a couple interesting things about him. Uh, uh, that's pretty much it. Let's see, Superman, Superboy, Batman, Batgirl, Batwoman, Catwoman, Red Hood. Why are you going through the list, Andy? Well, it's because uh, Warner Brothers Montreal, the company that's basically doing the uh, Batman games, is saying that they are continuing the idea of the superhero game. But they're not saying who. Who? Well, let's see. That's that's why I'm looking through the list of the 52 that they rebooted. Superman wouldn't work well in a game. You're just way too overpowered. Yeah, it's maybe Green Arrow? You could do a Green Arrow game. You could do Flash. <laughs> Talk about overpowered. Flash is on the same level as Superman. I mean, for goodness sakes, there were comics where they were racing each other around the world. Yeah, but oh darn, Flash can run fast. One of them can fly. I'll give you a guess as to which one. No, I think Flash can fly if doing something. What, flapping his arms really fast? I don't know. Spinning around in a circle, creating some sort of vortex? No. Besides, if he's running at super speed, isn't his body running at super speed? Which means he should be aging at super speed? Now you see you're starting to ask <laughs> logical questions with an illogical world. Yeah. Supposedly well, as the I Flash... Said, like, Flash creates problems. Yeah. He can supposedly vibrate fast enough to move through uh, certain items, like physically vibrate his body through walls. Solid walls. Right. Flash creates problems. Man, I'm looking at this list of the 52 comics, and a lot of them are like Batman, Batman. Yeah. A different type of Batman, different type of Justice League, different type of Superman. This is why I prefer Marvel. More variety. Static Shock Static? Shock might be interesting. But then I just think of, uh, was it Infamous or? Yes. Okay. Infamous was the the electric one. Okay. Static Shock was a cartoon for a while. I know. A very good one, actually. I enjoyed it. No, I, I'm between DC and Marvel. I think I'd have to pick Marvel every time. But we have to go with DC because that's what they're going to be going with. Yeah, which is too bad. I know. Because the Marvel movies are fantastic. The oh. Marvel games have uh, been a little disappointing. I don't know. The Wolverine game wasn't too bad. Have been a little disappointing. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Wolverine versus Batman video game. Right. Batman. Batman, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City have, uh, they, they blow them out of the water. God. I still am only like 30% through the game. Uh, I'm playing Fallout Vegas now. Mm, I still haven't touched Assassin's Creed yet. Yeah. It's a lot of games that I have now that I actually haven't touched. I never thought that would be possible. 
But those damn humble indie bundles. <laughs> like, here's ten games for five bucks. Shit. Not only that, they're good games. I don't have time to play all of these. I have a job now. You also have a girlfriend. You could say that. Yes, I do have a girlfriend. Yeah, all right, see, all critical mass. So, remember um, Last Guardian, that really cool Ico. thing from Ico and that never really said anything about? Yeah. Well, I don't think it's probably going to come out for two reasons. One, Ico Creator has left Sony. Yeah. So he's no longer working for it. And two? <laughs> the producer has also left Sony. Oh. <laughs> to join... A social game company. Oh, wow. No, it'll still come out. Uh, the The expectation is there, and Sony will meet it. It's just whether or not it'll be good and whether it'll be true to the other games. It'll still come out, though. You'll notice, though, that despite the amazing holiday sales, I didn't buy a PlayStation 3. <laughs> but I thought you wanted a Blu-ray player. I do want a Blu-ray player, eventually. But I don't need... The, this is ridiculous. And the games that are exclusive just aren't that good. So, okay, my fun quote from this news article. The executive producer, whose name I cannot, Yosif, Yoshifusa Hayama. Wait, wait, where are you? Hang on. Let me help you with a pronunciation here. Okay. Yoshifusa. Yoshifusa Hayama. 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 Okay, is quoted as saying, The future of gaming is definitely online, and thanks to recent developments with Flash 11, there is no reason why social gaming can no longer be as visually stunning and as compelling as the big console titles. Except that you don't have a giant graphics card. The or future. a six-core processor. People are playing Flash games on netbooks, dude. Yeah. You can't publish a Flash game and say you must have these specs to play. Flash games are expected to work on anything. I should be able to put a CPU in my toaster and play a Flash game on it. I love how the future of gaming is basically Flash and social online gaming, according to this person who is the executive producer of one of the most visually stunning Game blockbuster t- titles. Yep. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. I don't know if it's fallen so much as gone insane. <laughs> Realized that social gaming is where the money is right now? Yeah, a little bit. It's too bad. I mean, they really are visually gorgeous. How, how, it's not how the mighty have fallen. It's how the mighty actually need to pay some bills. Yeah. <laughs> Sony not paying enough? I I guess not. Wow. So speaking of social gaming. Phone games, Android games, Android apps, 10 billion downloads from the market. 10 billion downloads. Now, let's be clear. Google is an American-based company. Yes. So this is the American billion, which is a thousand million. I think everybody just accepts the American billion as a billion. Uh, go to England. Last I knew, their billion was still a million million. All right, Dave, what I want you to do is go to the Guardian's website and just search for a billion and see what happens. No, thank you. I think you can actually do that one, Andy. And prove you wrong, I probably will. I just won't do it in the recording because we need to wrap this stuff up soon. Okay. But still, 10 billion downloads. Top 10 countries, South Korea, Hong Kong, Taiwan, United States, Singapore, Sweden, Israel, Denmark, Netherlands, and Norway. It's pretty much everywhere Android is sold. (laughs) So Southeast Asia, United States, and Scandinavia. And And Israel is the odd one. Yeah, I don't don't quite understand that one either. 10 billion apps. And as a promotion for this kind of 10 billion, Google has taken some of their top apps, in fact, 100 of their top apps, and they are selling them for 10 cents each. You get 10 apps every day for 10 days. Have you bought any of those, Andy? The ones that are currently on for today? Well, for any of this week. How do you get to the other ones that are not this week? Too late. You have to do it every day. Oh, well, I haven't been paying attention. Smooth. Oh, they just switched. Mm -hmm. Um, Today, nothing really looked good. Well, you don't want to buy The Sims Sims 3 3 for 10 cents? Not really. I think about that one realistically. I'm never going to play it. 
Oh, apparatus is fun. Yeah, but I think I've got that from, uh, <laughs> from Android or Amazon. Yeah. yeah. But let's see. I did buy, let me pull up my history here. I did buy the ADW Launcher, Professional, Tetris, Space Physics, Reckless Getaway, Beautiful Widgets, all for 10 cents each. Spirit HD. No, I'm good. Probably not. Yeah, I'm not going to get any of those. No, but you should watch for the next couple of days because they're still doing it. Yeah, but that's another website that I have to keep tabs on. Oh, no, you poor thing. Market.android.com is so hard to remember, and it would take you so long to check it. It's just another thing that I have to check. I'm not even keeping up on my crossword puzzles at the moment. Do you want me to just send you a reminder every day? No, I'm I'm fine. I don't really think I need anything else on my phone. I've already got so many apps out there. Jeez. Yeah, I know. I got a ton. All right, Dave. So who do you think is the bigger gamer? Those guys who sit around playing first-person shooters or the guys who sit around playing the solo RPGs? They're both gamers. Yes, but who is more... Well, it depends. You don't like me looking for loopholes. Don't hand them to me on a silver platter. <laughs> All right, I was just trying to get to the fact that Raptor, a company which keeps track of PC and Xbox gameplay, released their most played awards this year. And the game, the number one game was Skyrim. Number two was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Okay. Now, I was actually looking at them like, really? Skyrim just got released on November 11th. How could that be the most played game? Well, they do it for the first month of play. Ah. So, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 had 9% more first month play time than Skyrim. But the average play time per person, which is 23 hours for Skyrim, 20 hours for Modern Warfare, and the average session length was 3 hours for Skyrim and 2 hours for Modern Warfare 3. Yeah, but these are only people who use Raptor. True. If you're using Raptor, then... You are a certain type of person. Yeah, you have a point there. This is only within the population that uses Raptor. Are you in that population, Andy? No. I'm not. I was at one point in that population. I did install Raptor a long time ago, like four Windows installs ago. So what's this new advertising? Mm, So here's a scenario. You're walking down the road. Yes. You know, you're on Main Street. You're just walking down, trying to get somewhere. Your phone buzzes. I got a text message. Pull it out. It's not a text. It's what an is ad. It? Oh. It's an ad for the store to your left. <laughs> you say, wait, but I had turned off GPS because I like to save my battery. Yeah. How did it know I was there? Well, what they're going to, what they're, I shouldn't say what they're going to do, what they're talking about doing is having either an ultra high or ultra low sound that can be picked up by your phone's microphone, but not by your ear. That sound would trigger a programming point in the phone. <sighs> And could, say, show an ad or turn on your wireless. I don't know. Am I the only one who sees this as an incredible security flaw? Because uh, uh, if you get it down there, you figure out how they're doing it. You can just have the phones do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Man, that would be so annoying. Mm-hmm. How is that going to affect your battery life, too? Because then you got to have your microphone on the entire time. Yep. And then your microphone's on the entire time. How about that? <laughs> yeah. That is not something I would like. See, I thought you were going to go with the, when I saw this article title, I thought it was going to go with the fact that EA's new games, I'm playing Scrabble right now, mm-hmm. right? And there's a, you have to have an internet connection to play the game, even though it has a person-to-person pass-the-phone-around mode, you have to have an internet connection because the of the ads. Yeah, well, that's been there for, since, like, Android came out. Well, no, I can still play most of the games that have advertising, even without having a connection, the ads just won't show. Yeah, well, Andy, trust me, that's been around since Android came out. <laughs> 
It's really annoying. It's my ad blocker. It's not blocking them. Ah, uh, you have an ad blocker on your phone? Yeah. Like I said, I, I don't like having ads that yeah. take – it's like the ads that pop over Angry Birds, and so I can't actually see where the freaking pigs are because <laughs> the ad's in the way. Or I'm trying to, like, tap the bird to do its special move, mm-hmm. but instead I tap the ad, and then it kicks me out of the game <laughs> and brings up the browser window so it's love the ad. Wow. Yeah. It's annoying. So I installed an ad blocker on my phone. Wow. And I'm annoyed that it's not working with the Scrabble game. Fantastic. But, oh. So, yeah, ads. If I'm bad, getting that bad, many bad. ads on my phone, I want my phone for freaking free. Yeah. I want you to pay me per month if you're going to put that many ads <laughs> on my phone. I, Andy, I don't think it works like that. No, the company just gets more money. Yeah. I get nothing. You get ads. Lots and lots it's of ads. worse than nothing. I'd prefer to get nothing. I would prefer to get nothing as well. So what's these Steam coupons? This is something I saw, and I'm not sure how it's going to work. The article is very vague because they haven't really talked about it yet. But Steam is considering offering coupons. I don't know where they'd come from. Like, are they going to be mailed to you? I don't know if they're going to be transferable. Like, I could purchase a coupon and then send it to someone, but there are coupons. There's, okay, while well, Valve has yet to formally announce the service, the Steam Coupons FAQ page specifies that these virtual coupons will be single-use only and only valid on the game designated by the coupon itself. So I could help you buy a game? Like, I look, uh, the way I'm, the way I see this happening is I look at your wish list and I see on the wish list, oh, Andy wants... You know, uh, I don't know. What's on your wish list, Andy? Uh, lots of Civ Five stuff. What big expensive thing is on your wish list, Andy? I don't know. I haven't looked at my wish list. I probably should since that daily giveaway only gives you the first 10 on your wish list. Yes, that, that's a good reason to redo your wish list. Let's see. Where is wish list? View wish list. 21 games. Duke Nukem Forever, number one on your wish list. <laughs> Which is 20 bucks. So the way I see this is I could look at that and be like, oh, well, I could help him buy that. I'm not going to spend 20 bucks on Andy, but I could spend five bucks on him or 10 bucks. And uh, hey, you know, here's a coupon for Duke Nukem for 10 bucks. Speaking of buying you games on Steam, I bought you Terraria, damn it. I know, and I haven't installed it yet. Play it. <laughs> I'm playing Batman right now, and I've got Assassin's Creed just sitting there unopened. It seems so weird that I've got Assassin's Creed here unopened. Unopened. Yeah, well, tomorrow night, well, afternoon, you're playing Terraria with me. But, oh, but Batman and Assassin's Terraria. But Batman. Terraria. But I'm Batman. No, you're not, Andy. <laughs> you're a little 16-bit figure going around and killing zombies and digging up minerals. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. (sighs) I'm angry and smoke a lot. All right, final news topic. <laughs> wow. Okay, so this is something Man that... Man Conquer was- 3 is on your wish list? Crisis? Spore? I think you need to redo your wish list, Andy. <laughs> like, really need to redo your wish list. What's wrong with Command & Conquer 3? Other than the fact that it's, like, 8 years old? I still have all of the Fallout series that I need to play. <laughs> God, there's too many games, not enough time. Yeah, Red Alert 3 was a fun game when it came out in the early 2000s. All right, so somebody has come out with an MMO that you can play on your PC. Or your phone. Or your tablet. Or your iPod Touch, I assume. That's a mix between a tablet and a phone, but sure. Um, But not only that, you can play with other people across all three platforms at the same time, and it's a global server. So So everyone's together. Yeah, it's now possible, and this is their quote, for someone in the U.S. to play on their iPhone with someone in Germany on their Android tablet with, and someone in South Korea on their computer. Yep. Which, I find this as a brilliant idea, but I've got one... 
issue about graphics. Because my phone's a tiny display. Yes. It's tiny. Yes, it is. My computer monitor screen is large. Very large. Why well, are not... you talking like William Shatner now, Andy? I wasn't going for a Shatner impersonation. Well, I don't care if you were going for it or not. That's where you ended up. <laughs> it's like the time I tried to... Oh, my computer I... screen is large. Very large. My cell phone is tiny. Very tiny. No, that's... Uh, now you've lost it. <laughs> That's fine. I wasn't going for it anyway. I wasn't trying to find it. If I had lost it, that's fine. Maybe I was trying to go for a little bit of Rod Sterling. Here's a door. Do you open this door and there's nothing inside? Welcome look here, to... man. Now look at me. <laughs> have you seen the Christmas ones of those? No. Oh. Dude, yeah. Don't watch television. I have no, a TV. It's on I YouTube. Television. Why would I go to YouTube to look for Old Spice commercials? Because he's doing new Christmas Old Spice commercials. I go to YouTube and I watch this one guy's old, like, 40-year-old electronic orchestra playing House of New Orleans, or House of the Rising Sun. Which is in New Orleans. Yes. It, it's a house in New Orleans. Yeah. That they Nor- call the New Orleans. New Orleans. And you, that house has been the ruin of many a poor boy. <laughs> All right, Dave, what's the next line? And God, I know I'm one. There you go. But it's a it's a brilliant idea to basically play an MMO wherever you're at, especially yeah. if you can just. Tra- the the reason I didn't post this art I had seen this article, Andy. The reason I didn't post is I didn't think it was actually newsworthy. <laughs> you actually put an email that says "reminder for next episode" and you sent it to me. That's why oh. I posted it. Okay, well then maybe I did think it was newsworthy. <laughs> Do you even know what's going on in your own head? No, I don't. <laughs> It's a very terrifying and confusing and twisted place. I really recommend to people they stay out as much as possible. All right, so... Yeah, I'm not sure why I said that. It really isn't that newsworthy. Well, it's a multi-platform MMO. Yeah. It's newsworthy that it's the first one that can really do that. Oh, okay. I suppose. All right, is that it for the topics? Yes. Okay. What's the random review, Dave? The random review is Defense Grid, the U-Monster expansion pack. Now, when they announced this about two weeks ago, I was very upset because they're like, Gladys, in Defense Grid, I'm like, cool, it's the potato pack (laughs) that I got for free. Yeah. And now you're asking me to pay five bucks for it. Yeah, it's actually not just the potato pack. That's the, there were two missions in the potato pack. There are eight missions in this. And they all have challenge mode and extended mode and what and all the crazy shit that Defense Grid does. I, I started in the third mission because it carried over the potato pack stuff. So if you've beaten those maps, you've still beaten them. Um, not not to go into too many spoilers. In the first mission, like with the third map, the first new mission, the setup is insane. Like it's it's just almost impossible to direct the flow. And about six waves in, she takes away some of your towers. (laughs) It's like, oh, those towers, they're so nice, and they do this and that, and oh, too bad, and they all disappear. Man, Gladys is a bitch. You get the money for them, but they all disappear, and then you can't build them again. Ooh. She has removed that tower from your inventory. Ooh. Yeah. The first time I played that, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Um, let's see, there's another map where the temporal towers, the ones that slow them, speed them up. Oh, crap. There's another one where you can only build command towers. But command towers don't do anything. She builds everything else. God, that takes defense grid and just puts it on its head a little bit. Yeah, it, it completely spins the game. Uh, I think my favorite map by far has been the one where you can only build each tower once. <sighs> 
and then halfway through it kind of resets and you can build each tower once more. Oh, jeez. It's fantastic. It's so good. It's so annoying. <laughs> These maps are so, like, I thought the final two maps in Defense Grid were really challenging. They are nothing compared to these maps. I don't think I've actually beaten the final map in Defense Grid. I actually had to look at uh, not a walkthrough, but a suggestion guide. Well, yeah, because it's kind of hard to do walkthroughs for... Yeah, well, that. The, the final map in Defense Grid, if you actually graph it out on a 2D plane, is really, really basic. It's yeah, just that, that there's different levels that kind of screws it up. Mm -hmm. But if you take it like one of those puzzles where you have to uncross all the lines without actually changing any of the connections, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. It's super easy once you've done that. You just have to actually take that step. Gotcha. But these are just ridiculous. So worth the five bucks? Absolutely. If if you like Defense Grid. If, if you like, like your tower. Defense Grid, if you already have Defense Grid. Yes, because. Absolutely worth it. Granted, right now, uh, through the 14th, Steam is having a sale where you could get Defense Grid and all the DLC for, I do believe, seven or eight bucks. Really? Yeah. I didn't notice that. Well, yeah, if you look at the store, it's the next one down. If you look at the store, it's the next one down. I'll post a link. Okay. You mean if you look at Defense Grid's page? Yeah. Okay. Which I need to not go near defense grids because it's auto loading the video <laughs> oh sure enough 50 percent off yep yeah really 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 cool game very effective um the i i liked defense grids ai voice actor just from the original and the potato pack was also really good when they brought gladys in to begin with because <laughs> it was like an argument between the ai and gladys like what's going on here right um <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the same writers who worked on Portal slash Portal 2 signed on to do this, because Gladys is fantastic. Well, it, it probably had the inside scoop working with the potato pack. Yeah. Remember what they said, like, yeah, they... The guys at Steam said, have free reign with this. What do you guys need? Yep. So probably somebody was talking with them going, well, you know, we've Can already done those two Gladys? levels. Get some more ideas. That would be yeah. kind of cool with Gladys. No, this is this was fantastic. She's treating the whole thing like it's a testing chamber. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Heck, the first two levels were basically testing chambers. Yeah, no, it, it's really, really good. Oh, and in one level, you do get unlimited use of the laser with no cooldown. Oh, <laughs> That's a lot of laser. Yeah, you're just like pressing L the entire time. You're like L, 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 L. Oh, oh, you mean the orbital laser, not the actual laser tower. Yeah, no, the orbital laser. Oh. It's kind of cheating, but <laughs> whatever. There's probably some achievement says that you have to beat that level without actually using the laser once. You can't. No, you can't. Oh, okay. You absolutely cannot. I don't care how many towers you've built, you can't beat that level. Got it. All right, well... Worth it. All right. Worth it. That's Oop. that's my review. Worth it. Okay, moving on to random topic. Mm -hmm. World ahead of time. What is your favorite Orson Scott card book? And let me say right now, hand on heart, I have no idea who the hell this person is. The fuck? No idea. Ender's Game. What's that? Who sent this one in? <laughs> I don't know. You you don't know Ender's Game? No, I don't know Ender's Game. Shit, Andy. Alright, let's see the Ender's Game, yada, yada, Orson Scott Card. Let's see if there's anything else that I know from him. Uh, no. List of works no. by Orson Scott Card. Ender Saga, no. Shadow Saga, no. Alvin Maker, no. Homecoming, no. Women of Genesis, no. Past Watch, no. No, 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 no. Other works, let's see. Nah, da, da, da. Uh, nope. Plays, nope. Don't even bother. 
So my Orson Scott card favorite, I think, would probably be the the Empire book, which was the he wrote two books, Empire and Hidden Empire, and then he also wrote uh, Shadow something that goes between them, which was the game on Xbox Live. Huh. I don't remember Shadow Complex. That's what it was, uh, and that takes place kind of between the two books. Um, Andy. You- <laughs> Damn it. Really? Never yeah. read Ender's Game? Nope. Fantastic sci-fi book? Okay, take every other book that I've told you to read, shove them down the list by one, and put Ender's Game at the top. You don't remember any of the other books I've told you to read? Nope. Okay. I do have to say, though, I have interacted with some of his works before because Orson Scott Card wrote the insults for the insult sword fighting section on The Secret of Monkey Island. Okay. That is my only interaction with all of his works is that I played Secret of Monkey Island and I enjoyed the insulting during the sword fights. I'm tempted to order you Ender's Game and have it shipped to your place. Uh, I'm actually reading another book, which I can review. We'll review next time. Okay. At the moment, I'm reading it. It's an okay book. I'll okay. let you know about it. Well, but yeah, I have not read anything by Scott Card. Anything. I mean, the, the guy, the actual author, is a bit of an ass. And I totally disagree with almost every stance he has. Well, yeah, because he works for the, according to Wikipedia, the Church of Latter-day Saints. Well, that just means he's Mormon. He's I also... Mean, so, does, so is Mitt Romney, but... Yeah. But he's also a political commentator on many issues, including the opposition of the legalization of same-sex marriage. And abortion. Yeah. And, and all this stuff that the Mormons do not like. Yeah. And he's very outspoken about it, too. That's the time that's... You've got to teach people. Especially this This is also true with sports stars, you know, like Tiger Woods. Is When that Tiger Woods scandal first came out, it's mm-hmm. how do you separate the story of Tiger Woods the athlete versus Tiger Woods the, the person. The person. Right. It's and like, you, you have to do that with this, too, is that, like, his books are amazing. His personal... Like, him as a person, not so much. Yeah, it's like Lance Armstrong. Seven-time Tour de France winner. That's amazing. Lance Armstrong as a person? Bit of an ass. Bit of an ass. I mean, for goodness sakes, he broke up with what, two different wives and Cheryl Crow and oh, as a person he's kind of an ass. Yep. Those Livestrong bracelets? Not his idea. Oh, I'm sure not. No, those was actually a Nike marketing idea. Yeah, which probably got someone one hell of a bonus. Yeah, so... But yeah, I have not read any of his stuff. <laughs> you remember we were talking about that bucket list yeah. for nerds? Yep. This would be very close to the top. All right, so here's the question for you. At least on my initial draft. If you had to, if you had only one more book to read, Dune or Ender's Game? Well, Dune is longer. I'd be tempted to take that just because it's longer, and it would take me longer to get through it multiple times. Ender's Game was really good, though. I, again, why do you hand me loopholes on silver platters, Andy? This one's not even a loophole. This is just the fact I almost have the basics of Ender's Game pretty well memorized. I know the story pretty well, so I'd have to choose Dune. You know, I'm also thinking about this. Like, okay, the number of sci-fi books that I've read that's not Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and not Star Wars related. Hitchhiker's Guide does not count as sci-fi, but go on. Oh, come on. No. How is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy not sci-fi? How is it sci-fi? Where is there any sort of science? There's aliens. There's restaurants, time-traveling restaurants. No, well, I guess it does travel in a very, very small loop of time. No, 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 no. Not sci-fi. You have got to be kidding me on that one. Fiction, it's not sci-fi. Comedic fiction, it's not sci-fi. Has android robots that... It's space-themed. It's not sci-fi. That seems so wrong to hear that. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is not sci-fi. What? It's not. Look into your heart, Andy. You know it to be true. 
I know that involves space, there are aliens, there are robots, time traveling, yada, yada, yada. It's not sci-fi. It is so sci-fi. No. Yes. No. Yes. But I, my sci-fi books... Trying to think of what book I've read that's not Star Wars related. Asimov? Okay, I read iRobot. That's it. The movie or the actual book? The actual book. Okay, the short stories. Yeah. <laughs> I had to go see the movie, though, just because... Everyone saw the movie. Yeah. It wasn't that bad a movie. No. It just wasn't the book. No. Mm, yeah, I don't know what books I've read that are sci-fi related. Oh, Andy. Andy, 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 Andy. Yeah, you haven't seen Miss Meet the Robinsons. Nope. Which involves time travel. Okay. And dinosaurs. Good for it. Yeah, you tell me, oh, you need to read this. I tell you, you need to see this movie. And then you go, okay, whatever. Uh, I've already agreed to watch it, Andy. What do you want? <laughs> Are you actually going to watch it? Yes. Okay. I agree. You said, David, I'll do this if you don't. Know, you know what? Fine. I will watch it. It's on Netflix. I'll watch it. Okay. That's all I've got. So there. <laughs> what are you going to read Orson Scott Carr? <laughs> I've got other books that I need when to read. When are you going to read Ready Player One? <laughs> there are other books I need to read. When are you going to play Terraria with me? I've got Batman. <laughs> I at least give you these things to do that are multiple. I've given you options. And I choose to do other things. I'm also, a free person. I watched uh, 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 Aristocrats when you gave that to me. <laughs> can't believe you actually did that. So the way I see it, I'm actually one up. Yeah, you probably are. So there. Fine. You can go with that. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah, go to your trivia thingy. Yay, trivia. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>